Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Well, good morning. I am excited about today. Could you put up that scripture that uh, Luca read? Thank you, Luca, for doing that. And uh, for the Falcones for praying. I, I want to start with the end in mind this morning. So we can't miss this from our passage this morning from 1 Peter. We're going to get some other parts, but this last part just struck me when Luca was reading. If anyone serves, okay, that's us today. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Who's going to get praised? It says God's going to get praised. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray over this time. Father, as we look at your word, um, pray that you would meet us here. Lord, that we would be doers of your word this morning, that you would inspire, encourage us, not just for today, but for a life uh, lifetime, uh, a, a lifestyle of being servants. I thank you for each young person here, each old person, and everything in between. Lord, would you meet us here by the power of your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I'm excited about today. I have a question for you. What sound does a one-handed clap make? What sound does rain make? Of course, these questions kind of have the answer. Well, they don't really make any sound until they hit something, right? The rain has to hit something. The clap has to hit something, and then we have a sound. And so I was intrigued by a question that I heard. I was doing some uh, research and study for the midweek uh, TCC equip. We've been looking at some of what C.S. Lewis wrote and um, knowing your enemy. I hope more of you take advantage of that TCC equip next year. We experimented it with it this year. We've had so much fun. But I came across a question. What sound does grace make? What sound does grace make? And it has the same answer. It doesn't really make a sound until grace hits something. So many of us kind of know kind of what it feels like for God's grace to hit our hearts with salvation, with forgiveness, and the sound that that makes. We are going to sing a song later that that sound is a sweet sound. On this Love to Larry Sunday, I want us to look at this idea, what sound is grace going to make today as we hit the street? Verse 10 is the focus today. Verse 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Just very quickly, we're going to hit on these parts. Who? Who is it? It says each of us, each of you. Would you just for a moment point at someone and say, that's you. Okay, you. Okay, each of you, each of you. It says, and then what? What are we supposed to do, each of us? Well, we're supposed to use whatever gift you've received. Would you just think for just a moment as we are in God's word, what gifts have you received? What gifts have we received corporately as a church? It says, use whatever gift we've received. To do what? The verse is very clear here that we are to serve. And then it 
addresses another issue, very common problem for us, is it's from which posture we're supposed to serve, but from what posture are we supposed to do this serving with the gifts that we've received? And the answer is, from Scripture, it says, as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. So what's that mean? Well, it means that each one of us has received time, talent, and treasure. You probably heard a message along the way that we've all had time, talent, and treasure. And this is just reminding us again today, and we need reminding all the time, is that we are stewards of those, which means at least two things. It means, one, that we are not owners of those things. So if you think it's your time or your talent or your treasure, you are mistaken. These are gods that he has gifted to you. Now you are a steward. Or another word for steward then is you are a servant of it. You're called to serve with that particular gift that has been given to you and to me. It's a great concept. It's just really hard to live because we start thinking, well, it's my time. And so when someone interrupts us, we get all out of, you know, all out of bed. I was going to say, get your chonies. Well, I'll say that. You get your chonies in a knot, right? Because someone's interrupting us and we, we had this plan and it's like, because it's my time. Well, not really. When you look at Jesus, he had this gift that he was so open with people that he was interrupted all the time. And so as we look at today, we are going to get interrupted. I hope you get interrupted a lot from the particular tasks that you're doing with conversations that you might have with people, even the people that you are serving right alongside. What a gift God will do with all of this. But we are servants, not owners. I want to show you two places where I saw that in a most tangible way this week. You heard about Christian, who uh, the 19-year-old who uh, lost his arm in a razor accident just a little over a few just about a month ago. And uh, because of Easter, my brother was in town. My brother also has one arm. And we connected with Louis Navarro, who's the chief of the um, Tulare Fire, Fire Department, who about 20 years ago, I remember it like yesterday, he just down Alcott here got electrocuted and had his arm amputated. And so we connected my brother with him. And so because my brother was in town uh, from Escondido and we got Lewis and then we got Christian. And so I saw this gift that these two guys gave to Christian that is spent time with him. They had had conversations that only like, you know, talk about one arm clap, one hand clap. I mean, each one of these guys has just their right hand. And Lewis is wearing his hook. Of course, um, Christian isn't close to yet getting his prosthetic or even if he's going to want one. Um, my brother Brian has a hook, but he's using his dress arm. This is like $37,000 probes and opens. It's it's pretty pretty cool thing. Okay, but they had conversations like only the three of those guys could have conversations. Like, how do you tie your shoe? You know, what do you do with the pain? I mean, we have to pray for Christian. I mean, he's having pain. It feels like his fingers that he doesn't have. And he's going, well, it feels like on the right now, it feels like my fingers are twisted up and it's just someone's pulling back on him. Right. He's having this phantom pain. And Lewis, of course, could speak to that. Yeah, I had that, too. And they would speak to that. Uh, you know, they could talk about what does it feel like to get stared out by everybody? 
and have questions. My brother shared with him. I mean, my brother had more stories. People, it, he had so much fun with people. He had more stories about how he lost his arm. But, but those are the kind of questions, you know, those are the kind of conversations. That is taking an experience and the grace that they received in it and then sharing it. It was a beautiful gift out of brokenness, out of the hard things that have happened in their life. Horrific things in some cases. Okay, And I know you have that as well. And maybe you haven't thought about that for a while, but you are a steward of even the hard things that happen in your life to share this grace with others. Right? Let me show you another one, not out of brokenness, but out of victory. Another gal who was in town, was her name's Janae Honest. She was on UCLA's uh, national championship um, gymnastic team last year. And this is our little niece, nine-year-old niece, Olivia. She's a budding kind of uh, gymnast. She loves it and loves it. She's had lots of hard things happen in her life. Her dad died. So, you know, some of you know that story. But she's just, you know, we love her. We love her. And then Janae, out of, you know, out of her love, out of the gift that God has given her, took time out of her day, took a, left her family on Easter Sunday, drove out to where we were so that she could spend time uh, with Olivia here, you know, and just shared her gift and shared the inspiration, shared the stories, showed her the big scar on her knee that she just had. So, you know, I mean, all these kind of things, but it was, again, a gift that's been given to Janae, and Janae shared that out with, with um, Olivia. It was really a, a, a beautiful gift, just a tangible thing. God has given you situa- or victories in your life too, things that you are really great at, uh, experiences you've had, and you've had hard experiences, and now God can use all of those as you give them to him. And you are a faithful steward of those things, either out of brokenness or out of victory, whatever gift, time, town, or treasure that you've received. So again, it's with this posture that we have received much from the Lord, even in the hard things in life, and now we have much to give. So we are just grateful recipients now looking to serve others with those. So... Would you agree this morning that Tulare Community Church has received much? Okay, let me just ask that one more time. When you look around and you just think about the world and what you see on the news, do you think that Tulare Community Church, as kind of a, a body of community believers, has received much? Yes, absolutely. And now what we are looking for is how how can we now share this? How can we be grateful recipients, but now stewards or servants with these gifts that we had? And it's about grace. It's about grace receiving, and now it's about grace that we're giving. We're not looking for people who deserve it. It's not about that. It's not about deserving. As a matter of fact, I caught myself uh, this past week. I, I think I even said it to you guys. I said, you know, Tulare Community Church, we're going to earn our name. And pretty soon I thought, that's a dumb thing to say. That's a dumb thing to say, like earn our name, like we're going to earn, like we, you know, it's no, no, no. And so got Shane and, and uh, Sean together and we were talking about, and Sean came up with a word that I really like, and I hope you will like it as well. It's not so much that we're going to earn it, although there's something to be said that we have to work and kind of serve and all that, but it's that we're going to embrace it. We're going to embrace our name. It's a name that was given to us by God's sovereign will. When people started Tulare Community Church, they could have called it any number of things, but they called it Tulare Community Church. And so we want to keep living into embracing our name that we are going to be about loving our community, the community of Tulare. 
And we also have the name, we bear the name of Christ. And so we can't earn that for sure, but we can embrace him and we can embrace his way. And if you remember very clearly, Matthew 20, already at the beginning that the disciples were trying to kind of wiggle in, I want to be the greatest and all that. And Jesus comes with this very fundamental foundational teaching that it isn't going to be about being served. It's going to be about serving where Jesus said, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This was captured also in the early days of the Reformation. So Tulare is part of Tulare Community Church is part of the Reformed Church in America. And so one of the uh, confessions, creeds that we embrace is the uh, Heidelberg Catechism. And as some of you know, the Heidelberg Catechism is all about grace, but it's about sin, salvation, and then what's the last one? You guys remember? Some of you remember from those days? Sin, salvation, service. Thank you. Sin, salvation, and service. And in the third part of the Heidelberg Catechism, it talks all about Service. Let me just read part of that question 86. Um, here, I'll just read it right from my catechism book. So here's what it says. The question is, and again, this was used to teach young people and kids and stuff about what God's word says about various things. And so the question is, we have, de- we have been delivered from our misery by God's grace alone through Christ, and not because we have earned it. Why then was, must we still do good? And here's the answer. To be sure, Christ has redeemed us by his blood, but we do good because Christ by his spirit is also renewing us to be like himself, so that in all our living, we may show that we are thankful to God for all he has done for us, and so that he may be praised through us. And we do good so that we may be assured of our faith in its fruits, and so that by our godly living, our neighbors may be won over to Christ. I mean, we could uh, spend a lot of time there, but the bottom line is that it's out of gratitude. It's what God has done for us, and now we are going to serve. And in serving, who knows what's going to happen even this day as you have conversations along pe- uh, with each other, what's going to happen among yourselves, and what's going to happen as you have conversations with folks out there. And so when we serve in Jesus' name, we're going to do it by the way he lived his life uh, as a servant and, and uh, giving his life away. There are some churches that have started this, some church plants. One of them was by a friend of mine. I want you to hear a little bit of his story. Jeff Klein is his name. He's preached here before, as a matter of fact. And he started a church in the Chicago area. And in that church, they did what we are doing today once a month. Or they do it once a month. They're you know that this is their this is kind of in their dna they want to get the church out into the community a lot and so here is uh, something of what he taught on this it may give us a few handles for today in 1917 the communists took over russia and as you would expect they persecuted the church but what you might not expect they decided not to make christianity illegal instead They made it illegal for the church to do good works. This meant the church could no longer feed the hungry, clothe the naked, take care of the orphans and the widows. The state took over all those duties. Within 70 years, the church in Russia was completely irrelevant. 
I often wonder if the American church is headed in the same direction. Not towards communism or government persecution, but towards irrelevance. We spend all kinds of time and resources trying to find the right worship style, create the perfect program, write the best sermon series, or design the coolest website. All in an effort to make our faith attractive. It's not worth it. But maybe the answer is really this simple. We need to get out and serve. The church I planted meets in a local elementary school. A few years ago, the school's social worker told us about a man in our neighborhood whose wife had died and who had just suffered a stroke himself. And he was trying to raise his eight-year-old adopted son. So we decided to get involved. 55 of us headed over, we landscaped the yard, painted the whole outside of his house, and helped him clean up the inside. Once the community saw us at work, they jumped in and served right alongside of us. One neighbor offered to pay for the removal of the yard waste, another fixed Jerry's car, and still another offered to fix the roof on Jerry's garage. Several days later, my wife walked into the main office of the school, and the secretaries welled up with tears. They asked her, what is it with you people? Why are you doing this? None of these people may ever go to your church. That gave Pam a chance to respond. We serve because we are followers of Jesus. We are serving him by serving you. And that's what he came to do. The words of the gospel are powerful. The message is life-changing. But Jesus is more than words. He's more than a message. He is the word made flesh. Jesus makes truth visible and helped people experience it through his life. And we're called to do the same. Now, more than ever, people need a radical demonstration of the gospel. The world is full of sin, fear, brokenness, and bad news. What if we offer some good news by offering our time, our gifts, and our lives in a tangible way, in the same way that Jesus would? Maybe that's the kind of power we need to make people take notice. Maybe that's the way we can change the world. There's a lot of good things there. Um, certainly, even what happened in Russia, again, pulling the opportunity for the church even to serve. We're given that opportunity, and you're given that opportunity today. And the fact that when we serve, Jesus said, when we are serving others, even the least of those, it's like we are serving him. So today, know that that's also what we are about today. That it's not just about doing a bunch of things, you know, been there, done that. We got the T-shirt now, and now we're done. No, this is about a lifestyle that we are trying to prime to try to just get a taste of it. Some of you are so effective at that. Some of us aren't as effective, and we need to, you know, look for those opportunities more often. And when we serve others, we are serving Christ. And it's not about growing the church. It's about just loving, loving our community. So I wonder today, I wonder what's it going to sound like today when grace hits the street, when it hits the rails to trails or... It hits some folks around Tulare, and if you're from Visalia, we have some people in Visalia that need some mattresses uh, delivered to them, and they're not going to sleep on the floor or the couch tonight. They're going to sleep on a new mattress. 
We're at the Lighthouse Rescue Mission. I wonder what it's going to sound like when grace hits that place. Again, a place for women and children and uh, a place for people to hear the good news and of the Reaching Higher House and all our beautiful kids and families in that neighborhood. Of course, we have Tulare Regional Medical Center, the things that we're going to provide for them right here on campus so that when they, um, when people go there, they have gifts to get. What's that going to sound like when they receive that? Make sure you pray over those. And again, this is so much about spiritual warfare as well as you heard Jeff talk about what happened in Russia. And so continue to pray. Make sure before you go and start on your site today that you pray with your family or as with your team if you are a team leader. The enemy doesn't want us to do this. He'd like us just to stay right here, just keep it among ourselves, and we are pushing up against that today. What will, a, what will it sound like? What will you hear? I'm thinking today what you will hear is simply a church embracing its name, Tulare Community Church, and loving that community. And that's what grace is going to sound like today. And it's a sweet, sweet sound. Let's sing this. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.